2: and welcome to tinfoil hat you know who i am you know what i'm here to do i'm here to here we go back in the studio with the boys Hi. the boys are back the boys are back in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah join me as always my good friend uh what a what a wonderful human being with a very nice i i i learned this i go to a mexican barber right now uh having a trim beard is very mochismo in the latin community please welcome xavier guerrero
1: how are you dude oh good good thank you for the
2: compliment dude it's all about that line Mm -hmm. that's very important to the mexicans yep as young men you go with the line and then at the top then you get older boom, you go with the mustache, like you're either uh, running a cartel or undercover Mm -hmm. working at a cartel. Uh, Joining me, as always, is a good friend of mine. Uh, He just got back from North Carolina, or as we call it, 1985. Uh,
3: Please welcome Johnny Woodard. What's up, dude? How's it going, man? Long time no see.
2: Johnny, has your life changed since you talked to Craig Kilborn? It seems like you're a little lighter on your feet.
3: I, I yeah, it was that was great. I I loved Craig Kilborn. You know, and somebody made a good point on Twitter. We had him on Punch Drunk, is what we're talking about. He hosted The Daily Show in a time when shows like that made fun of everybody. Yes. You know, it yes. wasn't it wasn't nasty. It didn't go left. It was right- nasty. And well, yeah,
2: hey, you guys should check it out. It's Punch it's Sports, thing. and you can see me do a, a, a stand up set that wouldn't fly in a million years. On <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, I do jokes about black guys not passing the ball and me just elbow checking women going down the <laughs> lane. So it's like racism and domestic violence. Enjoy that set, guys. A lot of great <laughs> stuff going on. If you're in town, uh, in Los Angeles, uh, this Saturday night, uh, it is September 5th, which is the baby's seven-month uh, birthday, okay? Uh, we will be live at the World Famous Comedy Store with a mother of all Truth Bombs episode live stream from the World Famous Comedy Store with a very special guest, my good friend, Greg Carwood. Yes, so join us. Now, let's say you can't, you can't make it, right, uh, to the Hollywood. We're going to be live streaming on YouTube.com slash Sam Tripoli. So check that out. If you'd like to see me live, I got a couple good shows coming up. Uh, I'm in Appleton, Wisconsin, September 10th through the 12th at the Skyline Comedy Club. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, September 24th through the 26th. And then finally, I'm in St. Louis at the Helium Comedy Club Uh, October 1st through the 3rd, everybody. Bam! How's uh, George Press stories going?
1: Uh, We're good. We just had an episode yesterday. Still recovering from that. Oh, Jesus. As you could tell. (laughs) uh, If you pull out cocaine, I'll high five you. Oh, look at that. Look at that, dude. They didn't show up. None of them showed up. No one showed up. It was a. Corona.
3: Yep. Corona. Gotta blame them.
2: Johnny Broken Sim, when's that happening?
3: Uh, We got to record it first, and then (laughs) after that, it will happen hopefully a week from now maybe
2: maybe
3: 11th i think is what we're shooting for we're gonna make it happen i got stories for days bro september i just realized that's september 11th and you can get the merch on that
2: yeah you go to uh, real quick we got a lot of stuff going on we got uh I want to talk real quick uh, about uh, how you can support the show. If you want to support the show, go to uh, dot shirtscom We have the Bill Gates t-shirt up, SpaceX t-shirts there, and all your classics. It's a great way to support the show. If you really want to support the show, also go to patreon.com slash tinfoilhat. That will get you uh, daily doses of all what's going on now in conspiracies every day all the time i'm also doing a brand new show with my good friend brian callen and it's called conspiracy social club and you just gotta go to patreon.com slash conspiracy social
3: club blowing up right is it that's what i heard yeah yeah it's blowing up the kids love it really like Ten thousand people signed up in the first week (laughs) yeah it
2: did do pretty well dude yeah I, I don't know what I had to do with it, but it did pretty well. Oh. Uh, and then, uh, finally, my new spiritual podcast, Zero. Uh, just go to rockfin.com, dot ncom zero, slash zero. It's my spiritual podcast. I get the and kind of what we're going to talk about with our good guests right here coming up. Um it's just like the world we live in, what we live in, and how you can deal with it and how you can change your life. Johnny, you look like you're biting at the pit.
1: Oh, and we got mugs coming. Oh, what? Mugs. Wake the fuck up, mugs.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Yes. What more do you need some coffee with some wake the fuck up.
2: Yeah, with some coffee, that's wake great. the fuck up, mugs. Uh, did Now, uh, is that all that's on there right now?
1: Yep, that's all it's on there right now. You got a politically correct one where it doesn't have the full F fuck word oh, on that's there just nice. for the nice people that work nice. at a nine to five your nine to five job your boss won't get you fired and then we got the straight fuck out of here one
2: i love it guys go check it out real quick
1: that one will be at tinfoil swag.com,
2: tinfoil swag.com. check it out love it love it guys today's show is brought to you by our good our new our sponsor Good friends at my bookie everybody. That's right, my bookie, okay? Winning season returns to my, at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. That's right. They'll double whatever your first deposit is. And winning season means survive super contest and squares. Dude, I love squares. You know what I love? I love playing, you know, WNBA knockout, right? Make some bets on the WNBA. You know, win some big dollars against other rapid WNBA fans at my bookie. wing season means hitting all your parlays and props, and propping your feet up and watching your teams trounce their rivals. Boom! Rejoice! It's time to celebrate the NFL season. NFL's here. Do you got a team? Hmm?
1: The Raiders. Raiders. Mexican. Where would? Yeah, I, you got to right. Disres- disrespectful. Invest in
2: your I- intuition and use a promo code tin foil hat and double your first deposit new players get up to a one thousand dollars in free play designed to add more excitement to your sports you love and the games you bet from live betting to championship futures every play you want to make uh, is waiting for you at my bookie that's right it's simple make your picks Win big collect your cash. Use the promo code Timfo Hat at mybookie.com, dot com, guys. Boom. Johnny you excited about
3: Or, or mybookie.ag, dot A G, whichever. Is uh, it? it's formerly known as Yeah, well it's it, I think it changes to that when you go there. Uh,
2: okay. All right. All
3: right. All right. All right. It's like a redirect
2: i like that i like that a lot
3: just didn't want people to see that at the top and think they're at the wrong place it's it's also my book oh you're in the right
2: place you're in the right place don't you worry about that guys i'm so happy to be back with you guys in uh in the show dude uh it's gonna be a great show i'm very excited to have this next guy uh on the show he's a young christian warrior um he's from ian bites please welcome miguel connor connor how are you brother
0: no, welcome. Thanks for having me here. And uh, as far as football, the bears.
2: Da- sure. Oh man, we got bears and Gnosis. we got Panthers sure. and two Raiders and the Bears. Oh my! Uh, real quick, tell us about uh, your your Ian Bite. What is that?
0: It's a popular podcast that deals with uh, Gnosticism and Hermeticism, ancient and modern. And I've been doing it for a while, writing books. And uh, yeah, as I like to say, it's gotten more and more popular because as I make the case, we are living in Gnostic times and we are living in a Philip K. Dick world.
2: Okay, so when you get into Gnostic times, what do you mean by Gnostic times?
0: All right, well, here's the example. Two days ago, my friend Chris Knowles from The Secret Sun He put out, he posted or did a screenshot of Tim Pohl's uh, post, and Tim had put something about how South Park had predicted a T-shirt that LeBron James was wearing about vote and die. And Tim goes, is this real? Did I die in 2016 and now I'm in living I'm living in hell? (laughs) And I thought, man, that he has been, he's had he's having a moment of gnosis, which is basically taking the red pill and the black pill. He's realizing that we live in some sort of messed up simulation. Things aren't what they seem, and sort of the whole software of the universe is breaking down. And uh, it's just getting bad And I'm sure Tim and others uh, are suspecting there are some sort of shadowy creatures out there that are ruling this prison planet, if you would. Oh, my God. I see that more and more.
2: I'm sorry. We're into it. This is what we're talking about here. So uh, you brought up red pill. Let's go through the pills. There's the blue pill. There's a red pill. And then there's the black pill. The blue pills, obviously you take it, you're, you, you don't know anything. Blue pills live... is
3: Viagra. Is that what we're talking about? Blue yes. Chew? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Blue
2: chew. Hey, Johnny, the
3: blue, the blue pill is, uh,
2: <laughs> blue blue chew. Chew. <laughs> American boaters for American men. Okay. <laughs> the red pill is you wake up to what's going on. You see it, but what is the black pill?
0: Well, the black pill is sort of a existential despair, if you would. And, uh, I would say to really, uh, to really have that gnosis and see the world, you have to take the red pill and the black pill. On my show, I call it a red pill suppository, because you gotta stick it up all the way up because we are such program robots in this world. But when you can see the reality of the universe, not just the reality of the universe, but as uh, Mercia Mercia the misterio tremendo, the horror of this universe, that we really live in some sort of mechanistic universe where we are ants. But at the same time, we see the truth, then we can start doing something about it. In Gnosticism, you would say, yeah, this uh, we are basically meat sacks trapped in this world, but we do have a part of us that is infinite. Uh, it could be your consciousness. The Gnostics called it the divine spark. And this, through the knowledge of who we are, we can escape or at least restore ourselves to who we are and escape the grasp of, whatever rulers we have in this age i guess the gnostics would have called them the archons
2: damn and here we are we're into it this is what i'm what's all about so before we get into the archons because that i love talking archons dude (laughs) like i was thinking the other day like what are my favorite topics man uh the occult not like trying to learn about the occult, but seeing the occult in like politics, uh, you know,
1: entertainment, uh sports. The Black Club of Saturn? Yeah, that's the occult. Yeah, that's one of your dude, everything yeah, we for talk sure. about that. Uh,
2: and then just the similar like the ancient knowledge, Gnostic stuff. Like I really, really love this. Um <clears throat> what do you think we live in? You you were mentioned a prison planet. What do you, you what do you mean by that?
0: Well, I mean, again, what I'm saying is something that these ancient heretics 2,000 years ago said, but it's not, it's becoming not so wacky or conspiracy theory. I mean, remember, it was it's Elon Musk and Neil deGrasse Tyson and other prominent thinkers, even many physicists think we might live in a simulation. Uh, I mean, one of the definitions of code, as uh, uh, Perry Marshall talked about, to have code which is at least evolution in the universe. You have to have a creator of the code, a medium, and somebody who receives the code. So the idea of living in a simulation is not as crazy as people might think. As they accused the Gnostics centuries ago and persecuted the shit out of them for it.
2: Oh yeah. But
0: I would say, in my perspective, we I would agree with Temple. We are living in hell and. I think the gnostics would say we are the highest plane of hell there is because this universe uh...
3: he froze yeah that's a disconnect that's a heart disconnect he just lost the signal all right danny give me those real a, quick. i remember oh, oh, I there we know. go Campbell said, he said,
2: we hold on hold on hold on stuff. miguel you froze up there for a second so you were talking about how this is the highest level of hell uh, yeah. and then you dropped out right there
0: oh so yeah this is would see the highest level of hell uh, as, a, as a gnostic priest said the first sound of the universe was an om as the easterners might say as the, as the hindus might say the first sound of the universe was munch 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 yeah. and it was even joseph campbell who said we exist in a universe where everything depends uh, really on consuming another life form. Everything depends on eating someone else. And whether it was evolution of, or some insane god or extraterrestrial force, it's not the best possible universe. And as somebody, people who have Gnosis like myself, we realize we, uh, we really feel trapped very much uh, for your listeners. Again, the great Gnostic gospel of our times might be a movie like the matrix or a tv show like westworld or the truman show or a dark city and those shows really or those media show what the gnostic plight is of living in not even a a false reality but a fake
2: reality have you seen dark city yeah it's great right i didn't appreciate it when it came out i totally appreciate it now it's wild that's a wild film that's a wild film love it love it yeah it's a wild film um so agnostics work where can we find can we find it in the Bible
0: oh yeah you could definitely find it in the Bible I mean again one of the rules I like to say whether it's agnosticism or conspiracy is everything you've been told is a lie everything you are or I am is a lie we are very much programmed history is written by the victors and a lot of what these ancient empires did was not just create some religion but a appropriate a religion and besides persecuting the Gnostics in ancient times what they did is steal them and then incorporate it into their own canon so if you look at the Bible that is full of Gnostic material Um, and I would uh, say one of the places to look is the letters of Paul. Now I would advise you to maybe put on your they live glasses and see Paul for what he is, because uh, take away what they taught you at church, take away the false pastorals, take away everything that you've been conditioned to the rest of the Bible. Uh, Paul doesn't give a shit about the rest of the Bible. He doesn't care about the Gospels. He's doing his own thing. But as a Greek uh, Orthodox scholar, David Bentley Hart, argued, if once you see Paul for what he for we, what he is, it's basically the story of this world being ruled by archons, and Paul uses wor- words or phrases like uh, "the rulers of this age," which means ruler in Greek is archon. Anytime in the Bible somebody says ruler, they're talking spirituality; they're using the term archon for these fallen angels or extraterrestrial beings. But so when you read Paul, you see he sees the rulers of his age he sees the god of this world that are ruling the, that have taken over the universe and this aeon or a, or alien being called jesus has to come down into this world and defeat the archons and sort of save humanity from being trapped and again i'm talking Gnosticism, Dude. but this is david bentley hart who's a very uh orthodox uh, he's a greek orthodox scholar very uh, esteemed in the church.
2: Johnny's over there cleaning. This guy just basically said that they sent Jesus down here to basically.
1: Wake everyone up
2: Rock and roll against some archons and nobody cares (laughs) I mean this is the greatest thing I've ever heard This is like some weird ass straight up like Mortal Kombat shit right there Nobody cares Everybody's just sitting here He's cruising Instagram chicks And you're just cleaning up And this guy just said that Jesus is Neo And he's here to
3: save us Cleanliness is next to godliness Okay
2: good point Johnny Dude, that is awesome. So, you know, we've had people in the past come that Jesus was an alien. Jesus was a starseed. To my Christian friends that listen to this, I would like you to know that in my heart of hearts, I would tell you that this is not blasphemy. This is not being disrespectful to your thoughts and your beliefs. I'm telling you these perspectives actually – to me empower
3: what you believe. They're compatible. I really think they are. I yes.
2: really do. I would Listen, man, I've had people try to come on here and be like, "I'm going to prove that Jesus never existed." I go, "Why do I want Why do I want that on the show?"
3: I also most of the people who have really who are really experts in the field of you know Jesus history all say he existed. I yeah, mean, for the I most mean, part. Like von
2: I, Galt says there is actual logs of him uh, in a you know.
3: My professor in college is this guy called Bart Ehrman. He's like one of the top New Name Testament dropper. scholars, and he, I mean, he defends the idea that the there was a historical Jesus, uh, and most and he's like I mean he's he's the expert in the field. That's a, according to some, anyway. Uh, so yeah I mean
2: well there's a whole bunch of other things and we, oh, we're gonna get back to this but it's like he could have been a, a real guy at this time he could have been a real guy a long time ago and the, just the story gets retold again
1: and then there was a time that he was missing and they say that that's why they just name him something else.
2: Well, there that's what that's what the Buddhists think he went to the Far East mm-hmm. and you know and it's like you remember when you go to martial arts class we saw a picture of Johnny in martial arts class yeah. what do you do Broken you town. sign up right you sign up mm-hmm. for that's what the G said they had to sign into and they have a log where they say he's there but back to Miguel because he's like am I talking am I talking but it's like dude that to me is amazing and how much more exciting is that story? to think they set this dude down like in a straight up like like super action hero style to go fight these archons.
0: But that's I mean that's really what the world was. I mean Paul isn't just again making pulling shit out of his ass. This was a tradition that you have which was already before there with like the book of Enoch, the fallen angels that come and they start mating with women. And you wonder Earth if checks. that was a good thing or a bad thing, even in, for example, in the book of Daniel, there's this cool passage where Daniel's there and like the angel Gabriel shows up and Daniel's like, you know, where you been? And Gabriel goes, oh, I was fighting the prince of Persia. Most people who read the Bible think he was fighting a human being. But no, in Greek, I was fighting the archon of Persia. So the angel Gabriel was battling the ruling demon that ruled the empire of Persia in some astral battle. So this stuff is in the Bible and it was in the air about these beings controlling earth. And you read the Gospel of John, this is so Jesus great. seems very much like a stranger. He is like, I am not of this world. The world will hate me because I am here. He, keep, he keeps saying things like, I am this, like he's teaching us, wake up. I am divine. I am from heaven. Even in one part, and that's in uh, John 1430, Jesus says, I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler archon of this world is coming and he has no hold on hold on me. In John 1, uh, the author says, we know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. So this stuff was in the air. Something radical or weird. It's just we've been conditioned to read the Bible a certain way. Yes. But when you read it with open eyes for the first time, you go, "Holy shit!" Hey yeah, Miguel. Hey
3: Miguel. Uh, how much of this is something we've lost? Uh, would this be something that was secret knowledge at the when you know when in the early days of the Bible, or would people have known to interpret it this way uh, back then?
0: No, I think this was something for the initiates. I mean, there was. Two types of people, and even Jesus says in the Gospel of Mark, to the rabble I speak to the parables, and to those who want my mysteries I will teach them the secret teachings. So in ancient times, or even today, or through history, there was those who wanted an experience. Gnosticism is a shamanistic, ecstatic religion, and it was very much in vibe of the ancient mystery religions. The cult of Osiris and... uh, Persephone and all that so if you had a thirst and you wanted to go like when you read their text you're going on a out-of-body experience or you are going to the underworld then they would teach you the truth about the universe and how it's run because you would need to know these demons these angels because if you're traveling in space or you're going on out-of-body or even if you're going inward you might meet these uh, beings and creatures or they might want to take you out. So it was always for those who wanted an experience with the divine, who wanted to expand their consciousness. But for most people, it'd be like, you know, be good, don't sin, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't something everybody, somebody like Paul was very educated. He was a rabbi and he simply went on his own thing. He grabbed onto that vibe of the book of Enoch and the other Jewish mystics of the time.
2: I love it, dude. So you know, it's like you're talking to Judaism. We're talking Christianity. We'll throw, we'll throw. Uh, 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 I believe Islam in and that. Like at oh, the, yeah. I like in reality, we're all pretty much Hindus, right? I mean, really, at the end of the day, we're all Hindus. Everything is a derivative of Hinduism, and it's just, and it's different. Ch- now, I'll have inevitably in the comment section, someone will try to convince me that Buddhism is a satanic trick. I, 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 I don't get that. And I don't want to be disrespectful because I, I I enjoy the the conversation as long as you're not super negative and you're so I you have zero videos uploaded and zero subscriptions <laughs> but and you have a private account and you're just talking shit outside of those people like I like to hear the stuff when uh, David Icke ah uh, thinks they're all aliens. Do you think he's right?
0: I don't know. I mean, David, I, I've read his articles on Gnosticism, and he has a good grasp of the Gnostic Gospels, the Nag Hammadi Library, the the treasure of Gnostic Gospels that was found in 1945. But he sort of moved away from metaphor, because I feel, um, how do I explain it? These these beings, these otherness, they're not going to get caught, and they're going to mess with your mind. I mean. Carlos Castaneda and Jay Wiedner and some others have talked about how these archons are more like mind parasites. They're able to live in our minds and control everything we do so we make sure that we are always obedient and under their heel. And even Whitley Strieber, if you're aware of his work, he always said when he met these alien beings that would visit him, he always said, look, uh, they're not embedded with us. You've got it wrong. We're embedded with them they're in control of this universe, like in the Matrix, I mean, the Matrix is complete control of things, so it's only a small group of rebels, so I think once we, they may be aliens, Yarkin, but once we start painting them down into an exact thing, that's when we lose the game, because they're going to shift things on us immediately, they'll shift reality, so that the the laws that we thought we knew or the history we thought will be completely different. So I try not to go too far into that, but I do like David Dyke's work.
2: Now uh, you know with everybody battling: is it a you know globe that we live on? Is it a flat Earth? Is it a, a simulation? I mean, do you think this is simulation? But is it like where is it located? The simulation is it a holodeck somewhere? Is it like? You know, there's always this theory that we're, like, in the heart of, like, some giant being. Like, where does, in your research, where do we exist?
0: That I can't answer. I mean, again, it's like what Morpheus tells Neo. You're in a prison of your mind that you cannot taste or touch or smell. So, uh, but I would say that the entire universe is uh, probably a, a simulation, and we're trapped in it, and it's a matter of waking up and finding different levels again in the ancient gnostics their solution and they took this from the ancient egyptians because gnosticism is very much an ancient mystery egyptian school was to be able to take these astral flights out of the body and then come down with information to free yourself and then free help others free them but as far as we know i mean i don't think i think science is just getting caught up with the whole simulation thing so hopefully in the future We'll have some breakthroughs, Although I think in the archons, we'll probably uh, shift the shift the rules flip a little bit the because game. that's what they've
2: been doing. Flip the game, flip yeah, the game. Yeah. Oh man, I could talk about this all day.
1: You say that neat uh, that Jesus got brought to us, right? Like he got sent to us. Um, yeah. I I grew up Catholic, so the Virgin Mary was a virgin. Is, nah, dude. Is, is, was she like a spirit? She, did, did, is that how it got sent to us?
2: She went up and she hung out with some aliens. Got a little weird one night.
1: See, and that sounds like Neil to me. That sounds more Full House powers. Yeah, of, I think he's
2: ha- like he's like Vince Carr, half man, half amazing. But <laughs> Jesus was like half prophet, half alien. That's my opinion. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's the gnostics wrote a lot of gospels. It's like they were writing fan fiction, you would think, even though some of them are as old as Christianity. And I thought it was it's it's pretty cool because they weren't writing history. It's almost like when you write fan fiction, you find out more about yourself and your soul than when you try to write history. So they wrote all these texts and they had all these theories about Jesus. Some said, "Yeah, he was just a man who was very wise he was awakened and he could teach people to wake up others had like no he was sort of a spirit like a shape-shifting spirit yes that could come to this world and fool the archons because they couldn't recognize him because he kept shifting his own form. Uh, he was a trickster yes. god so they had different theories about who the nature of jesus was and that again that's not insane because remember The church had many conferences and meetings and fights trying to understand the nature of Jesus. And today, all these, what, 100,000 or 20,000 denominations still can't agree on the nature of Jesus. The Greek Orthodox and the Catholic Church are still mm-hmm. pissed off about the nature of Jesus and the trinity so that's
3: what I was about to ask this was a major point of contention right in the early church uh i mean the gnostics weren't some of the gnostics really quite well, like persecuted for for their specific beliefs about yeah because the nature uh, of Jesus?
0: basically yeah it was the nature of Jesus the fact that the gnostics said the world was evil and even, and what pissed off the christians and later on uh, even the jews it even pissed off the pagans because they pagans thought that uh, sacred documents were sacred documents. They said the God of the Old Testament is the head archon. He's the head demon. And they said, this guy's more like an alcoholic father than a good God. And, (laughs) you know, this guy's terrible. And they said, no, the father of Jesus would never be the God of the Old Testament. You know, why would he be God of this sort of vengeful, uh, meet you know, s- demanding sacrifice, mm-hmm. genocidal being in the Old Testament. And that's when there was a split because the Catholics or the, the Orthodox Christians were like, no, no, Jesus is part of this continuum of prophets. Some of the Gnostics would say, no, Moses got fooled. And Paul agrees. If you read Galatians, Paul doesn't say that God gave Moses the Torah. He says angels gave uh, uh, moses the torah in other words they said the angels fooled moses into starting these false religions which would later be judaism oh, and christianity man. Oh, man. the gnostics were like we are the real jews and the real christians
2: damn dude the comment section's gonna be fired today
0: <laughs> i'd love to see that oh right just now. <laughs>
2: enjoy it <laughs> and war huh so uh first a couple things um do you think uh the the archons coming down and mating with uh earth women? Do you think would you say that is the first Uh, instance of interracial would you say that that's (laughs) the first interracial out there hercules (laughs) that's
1: hercules hercules was the first one
2: yeah hercules was the play griffin of 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 greek gods right it's just like half right um
0: uh, if you look at history from all traditions asia the caribbeans and all that Spirits are always trying to fuck humans and humans often <laughs> want to fuck spirits. I mean, you're making a deal with the devil because when you mate with these beings, that they might give you some cool rewards like psychic powers, or it says in the book of you know they taught humans how about science and metals and all this other stuff. So this is a tradition that appears all across the world.
2: And dude, is there any more bad boy than a demon to bring home to meet your dad? Yeah. <laughs> Dad, That's I want you meet my boyfriend, friend, Beesla Bob, and be nice, okay? Cause I love him. He's a freaking demon! I don't care, Dad. People change, right? Imagine that.
3: What, what are your intentions? With <laughs> what daughter? are your intentions? oh, oh I'm gonna eat her soul.
1: I can destroy our daughter <laughs> soul. Just have her back by eight.
2: And second of all, listen, God, have her back
1: by <laughs> she'll be back by nine!
2: Oh! <laughs> Um, the next thing is that I found interesting is the thought of Jesus being a shapeshifter. shifter. How cool is that? First lizard
1: person. She takes a pregnancy shapeshifter, test.
2: shifter, not lizard person. Jesus wasn't a lizard person. This guy, no, was not lizard person. He was Neo. He came down, knew Kung Fu and could shape shift. Dude, I don't know if you're a devout Christian but that, to me, is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life, and I would much rather get behind that guy than anything else. Like a dude walking around in sandals. <laughs> so it's like, oh, i and water and the wine. That's great if you're having a party in a dry <laughs> county, right? But you know what? Dude, you're telling me Kung Fu Jesus shows up shape-shifting, you're not going to go, okay, I'll listen to what this guy has to say.
1: Yep. Buck part in the sea.
2: Yeah, dude. This is way more interesting can we just write a book about this? Is there, there's got to be already a book about. Can we make one that I, someone like me could read and keep it real simple? Almost, pop, dude. Imagine shape shifting Jesus, the pop up book. How much better would that? I think be? it's called
3: the New International Version of the Bible. If I'm is not. that real? <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's like a real the new the NIV is like a sort of a dude. Like a I translation. might sit
2: down, with Miguel. Everyone's like Sam, write a book. I might sit down with Miguel, get a third guy who actually knows grammar. I because I know, and just write this story of shape shifting Jesus. And you know, and the more and more we talk about this stuff, the more and more the Matrix loses a tiny bit of luster to me. In the fa- how do you mean? Well, the movie itself. I mean, like, oh. we'll look back at the movie, and, and people will never appreciate how much that movie changed movies. Compared to movies before to now.
3: I feel like that whole year, ninety nine, was some it was a really transitional year. There was something there was something a little different going on in ninety nine. But, but, b-
2: but like in terms of what the message was, mm-hmm. it's almost like, oh, they were just taking this Gnostic stuff, this Buddhist stuff, and they just made a
3: movie about well, it. Well, and it was a and it was a blockbuster too, with that kind of yeah, intricacy. You know, yeah. that kind of it required some thinking, some some weightlifting on the part of the the viewers, yeah. <sighs> Which was a yeah, new for
0: are there um, any famous um,
2: archons out there
0: famous archons well the god of the old testament would be one of the famous but to the Gnostics it was all the that's what made him so radical they said look all our gods are simply archons in disguise and this could include Osiris Zeus uh, Allah Indra it didn't matter to the Gnostics the 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 real god was this sort of Pure intelligence beyond time and space, not even a being, but it was just pure intelligence and imagination that we could partake in. That's why Hermeticism, the pagan Gnosticism, was all called a religion of the mind because it believed that if we can emulate this mind then we could have amazing powers and we could transform ourselves sometimes into supernatural beings, great magicians now if you like the whole Jesus is the shapeshifter yes! you're probably going to like that some of the rituals and Gnosticism were about group sex so I hope I've sold you on the whole religion I,
2: I don't know how that connection happens between shapeshifting <laughs> to group sex but I, I'm listening I, I mean Old like well, you know, we heard, I mean, like we heard he walked around with a, a couple of apostles and uh Mary and, and we they you know and I think the story of Mary being a hooker, right? Uh his chick, I think that was done to demonize her and to like kind of look at her low. I think maybe that was his boo. And then the story's retold. Like, you know, and that's something I want to get into is like the pushing of, and I believe the Catholic Church, and I like to hear your your opinions on it, Miguel. The Catholic Church is what pushed the the Bible as literal, no. and them going around cracking everybody's skull and, and making it, no, this is literal is is was done purposefully. To take away, like, the beauty of what that book meant and the magic of that book meant. Because if you took it literal, you know, there's a famous scene in, I think it's The Kill a Mockingbird, right? Is that where he's like, do you think the stories in the Bible are real? And he's like, yes. And everybody in the courtroom laughs. I, I don't know if it's The Kill a Mockingbird, but it's one of those very famous trial movies. Is
3: it is Scope's Monkey
2: Trials? Everything? Yeah, I think yeah. that's it, yeah. right? Yeah. So, So the literal take of the bible and i'm not being disrespectful uh if you take it literally that's your belief as long as you do good people no one but
1: takes it literal not anymore dude, uh,
2: dude like i've literal, literal. comment that it's literal
3: oh yeah oh dude the, it's called the south yeah i just came from there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is fine no i think it's totally fine whatever
2: doesn't this Seem way more. Inherit exciting. the wind.
3: Is that what you're talking about? Inher- Was that from Inherit the Wind? Is it's that-
2: possible. Like, where it's just like, they're like, do you believe the book is uh, literal? He's like, I do. And then the whole thing. It's room about evolution,
3: right? Yeah, that they were talking about. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. Scopes Monkey Trial movie. That's yeah. The inherit
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 Uh But it's definitely the Catholic. What is your take on the Catholic Church, Miguel?
0: Uh, well, obviously, the as they say, the victors get to write history. And interesting about the little thing, and I think that's what's important: how to approach the Bible. There's a story about a, a rabbi putting his son to bed, and he reads him the flood story. And his son goes, uh, "Papa, is uh, did this ever happen?" And the dad says. Well, I don't know if it ever happened, but I know it's true. In other words, these are great (laughs) mythological and symbolical lessons that can help each one of our souls. But the Catholic Church, again, when you had Christianity coming on and you had this being Jesus that was, you know, affecting a lot of people, having visions and everything else, to be able to create order, you have to create a corporation. You have to make sure that the means for experiencing God come through you and not through each individual. And you have to make a lot of changes. You mentioned Mary Magdalene, that's one of them. If you look at the Gnostic texts, Mary Magdalene is one of the main, not a main apostle, but she's a spiritual leader. She's the one person, as one text says, who gets, who, who understood the all. She could understand infinity in her head. And she was extremely important, and so were other women. And uh, obviously, in this uh, new religion, women had to be put a few pegs under. And unfortunately, somebody like Mary Magdalene got marginalized, as well as other figures uh, that got marginalized in the Bible, like Thomas was a great Gnostic figure, and they turned him into the doubter. John the Baptist was the head of the shamans and turned him into this sort of savage-eating locust. And that's what happened. But again, if you want to create a worldwide religion, you've got to incorporate and you got to make sure that you have the means to salvation.
3: Yeah, you know that's interesting because I, it, when people are trying to historians are trying to examine the historicity of something, how likely something is to be true, they often give more credit to things that would have been unpopular at the time. And that idea of Mary Magdalene being, you know, uh, uh, one of the leaders, you know, one of the lead apostles is, I mean, I, I would lend some credence to that just because it's that would have been so improbable, you know, at the time, so, that's, so unpopular, yeah. yeah.
2: And it gets back to men trying to control female sexuality, female power, female empowerment. And then it gets back to what they're pushing now is feminism. Yeah. You know?
3: It's a perversion. It's Mm -hmm. a total
2: perversion, man. Because... You know, in feminism, the, what what being a feminist today is, is like a woman trying to live a man's life. And listen, you do whatever you want to do. I'm not here to tell you. It's,
3: it's dude, it's that WAP music video. That's feminism today. <laughs> it really is. I mean. it,
2: it, it's like, and the reality is, it's like the divine feminine is so important. The yin and the yang, you know? In that in the WAP video, I don't cook, I don't clean, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's not that being a woman, the the essentialness of is cooking clean. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is there's a yin and a yang. And what they've taken feminism to be is yang yang.
3: Yeah, out of balance. There's no balance. Here. There's
2: no. There's no. It's like whatever it is. It's like there's. You have to come together. These two opposites have to come together to make a whole.
3: They're not even opposites, really. They're complementary, right? Is what you're saying. Yeah, like, that's why I mean opposites,
2: wrong. Complementary to come together, right? And this whole thing. Um, now, would you say there is some <laughs> uh, a dark side of Gnosticism?
0: Yes, uh, I would definitely say so. It's something that other modern Gnostics or occultists sometimes don't want to hear, but we have to be honest. And it's not a, do- a dark side. It's, I mean, it's weaponized Gnosticism, but anything can be weaponized and used against us. In fact, anything that can be weaponized has been used against us as a society, religion sports symbols i mean Disease. the powers that be the archons are just nailing us weaponized weaponized steps. by.
3: sorry weaponized by whom miguel i i don't quite understand what you're saying
0: okay for example and again this is something scholars have said Who's think, weaponized? think of a religion or an or an ideology where somebody comes to you and tells you look You're trapped and you're suppressed, but you're better. You're almost godlike. With Uh, this special information, you're going to be free, but we're going to point you towards these archons that you have to destroy. And where do you get that? Nazism, communism, Scientology. I mean, L. Ron Hubbard said very well, we are a Gnostic religion that believes in Gnosis, the whole idea of Zeno, the myth where we're trapped from another planet, Heaven's Gate. uh, I would even go further and say that on two sides today, you've got uh, Antifa and QAnon. My wife is QAnon. Those are two Gnostic movements, weaponized Gnostic movements. So when you weaponize Gnosticism, you get some. Uh, you can make some changes. Unfortunately, there haven't been that good changes throughout history.
3: Well, well, I just got one more quick question. What What are the the original Gnostic ideas? What are the? Do you have any idea of the provenance of those? Like, were they revelations handed down by someone? Uh, what are what are the, their source? Would you say?
0: Oh man! Well, I mean, when you start looking at history and how humanity is evolving, there's a point where things start shifting from the gods and the priests and the state, and it starts shifting towards humanity. Uh, Plato's allegory of the cave, where we're trapped in a cave and these people are casting shadows on the wall. We have to. That is sort of a pre-nostic. The, the myth of Prometheus. Prometheus uh, creates humans. Zeus wants to enslave them. Prometheus gets some fire, and then he he ties Prometheus. But Prometheus still says humanity has the doom of uh, Zeus and one of the humans. Uh, you ha- you have these shifts that are moving. With Gnosticism, they took it to the extreme where they said the world is a trap, and all the gods are basically demons. And it was almost an evolution of the of being in coming out of Egypt, and sort of. Uh, Mixing in together, Greek philosophy, ancient ancient Egyptian mysteries, uh, Zoroastrianism, where Ahriman is this dark being, and they just uh, again, it was ecstatic. They took their flight to a shamanistic, and that's the conclusion that the Gnostics came. But this Gnostic vibe has always been in history, at least, and and has continued throughout history.
2: I I find it uh, interesting. I've never met somebody where the wife was the QAnon. <laughs> and the, and the husband was like, Oh, stop with it.
0: (laughs) We We had great debates every night, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, honey. Are the children going to be freed from the tunnels? Is Hillary going to be in uh, handcuffs tonight? Oh Money. man, you don't believe in any of that no, stuff, no, huh? Oh, no, that's for believe, me. I mean,
2: dude, let's. I mean, I want to say on this, but there has been a ton of arrests. Have you noticed this? Like in the last week, the, and it has and to Maxwell do with
0: Maxwell was in jail. Yeah, I mean, no, I. I mean, I'm. I, I think Moloch is one of the Archons, and children sacrifice and abuse is more prevalent and it's what the, it's the fuel that uh, keeps the elite going but still
2: so uh, like I get in a debate with a lot of people and it's so funny because even like you know what you, you said something really great Uh and, and I don't know how long ago you said it, but it's basically along the lines like weaponizing it like you you could tell people that you can get out of this prison mm-hmm. you can get away from this pain and suffering it's all inside you right and they'll reach they some people are going to reject that i mean we see with this virus right now right i mean all the statistics are coming out that it's not mm-hmm. even close to as deadly as people think and of course one person two people at the show up in the comments and say, i lost somebody not saying you didn't But are we going to shut down our economy and let all of our friends commit suicide because they get no hope?
3: Or let's let's just take heart disease more like this seriously. Think about how many people heart disease kills. And I mean, but Johnny, can I get heart disease from being breathed on? <laughs> That's their whole no. thing.
2: It's like you can't get that either. Yeah. I mean, Fauci, I think and he does this purposely to cause chaos where he'll flip what he's saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just so now each side has some. But it goes back. They to did it say? with a mask
3: thing. And initially they said masks were useless. And then they came out oh. a month later and said, Master great! I, th- I think you're totally right about that." But how, can about, you, yeah, how about the
1: 80 year old fucking bitch, uh, Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> not wearing a mask at the hair salon, and she's the one that's sending yeah. all this shit to us? What, an oh, yeah. oh, yeah. it what a hypocrite! She comes out. She said, fuck. "Have you seen her?" She, her spin? It's, it's a, she's a setup. Like, she's
3: yeah. She's the fuck out of here. They set me up. It's like. But then the reporter asked her. He's like, what, what do you what do you mean a yeah. setup?" And she's just she got pissed off and completely ignored yeah. the question.
2: The owner of the. Do the set- you know she's never debated anybody? In 30 years, running for office, they've never had her debate anybody? It's
3: California, man. I mean.
2: Okay, but it's going back to what we're talking about here, is that you are telling people it's not that bad. You're going to be okay. It's real simple. All you got to do is believe in yourself, and people get scared. People don't want to, and they've weaponized the fair. I mean, you're literally telling people their salvation, and they just can't. Buy into it because of the programming and all that
3: stuff. Yeah, it's anything like that that's empowering. Like this, the virus, like the way it's, the way people talk about it, it takes power away from you. Know you, you have to stay in your home. You can't, you can't be proactive. But if think of like I like the heart disease thing. If that got as much airtime. You know, with some some steps, you could, you know, just healthy diet, you know, not, I'm not saying like make people do things, but you know, just give people some tips. If it got as much airtime, it would save so many more lives than, than, than the bullshit that's on TV, you know, fear mongering.
1: Or, or you, you know what kills more people than this? The opiate.
3: The opium yeah, crisis. Oh, the, yeah. why, why
1: the fucker? are. Why, why don't we stop that?
2: Yeah. I don't understand that. And I'm they not don't even saying.
3: do fuck about that. I, and to be clear, I'm not saying with legislation or anything. Definitely not. But I'm just saying if, if they spent our as much, focus,
2: yeah. putting our focus onto it. Exactly. But, yeah. but it goes back to what you said briefly, which was Moloch, right? It's like. You know, it's like uh, the, the so this thing going on, on YouTube now is there's people taking podcasts and they're doing analy-
1: analyzing it, <laughs> and that's their
2: and some of them are really great, uh, some of them are funny, some dude. of
3: them are really professional. Weird, some of like, them are
1: of use, Sam. There's a co- <laughs> like, where's the guy money?
3: With the blackout glasses yeah. that guy entertains me. I actually watch it.
2: He's hit me a couple times, but
3: I still think it's funny. We should do a podcast that analyzes those podcasts. How would that? That's how so how funny. Great would that be?
2: Ah, uh, but one one quick clip he showed was uh, me and, uh, on Kellen's, you know, uh, our conspiracy supper club, and oh, so he subscribed at least, uh, yeah. Which is, I guess you can you can you can tear me apart if you want to spend five bucks a month, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, one kind of soundbite that played was when I said, "Cause uh, you know, Rothschilds aren't Jews, they're they're Kazarians. <laughs> and course when you take that out of which is what happens with every single podcast that gets in trouble you take that moment out and you put it over here where it's not supposed to be and everybody loses their fucking skulls the reason I bring that up is because you brought Moloch and I tell people like oh you know it's like oh look at this this is Mossad with uh, with Jeffrey Epstein and, say, and, I, and I go they're not Jews man these people they wear Judaism around so they can walk amongst us they're really into oh, I have Moloch. Some more
0: bad news for you Sam oh, uh, oh no speaking of weaponized Gnosticism uh one of the villains today are the Franken Jews from uh the Shabbatai Zevi that's become a big one what is that very Gnostic movement of course cabal and all that so but but I,
2: but but at the, okay and
0: I, I like I, the Franken Jews myself I, <laughs> I think they're getting vilified but uh, but but
2: at the end it. of the day it's like like Epstein right like Everybody says he's Jewish, but what do we see? We see Moloch, we Moloch see all this earth.
3: occult shit. And it's important to yeah. define your terms here, too, by what you mean about Jewish, too. Because um, it, 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 so many times people are using the same word, but they mean different things, you know? Like, yeah. yeah! I
2: mean, like... Our friends who are around here trying to do comedy and like those Jews versus the guys who are all running like the mega group that's running these child sex trafficking rings and 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 like sacrificing children
3: in common. I mean, except for a That's what I'm
2: trying to say it's like the, the, the everyday people versus these people, because behind closed doors, it's not Judaism. Yeah, it's like pagan sacrifice shit. Am I wrong on that, Miguel?
0: No, I think you're 100% uh, right. And this has been going on since ancient times. Since I mean, even the days of the Spartans, uh, it was this thing about the way we have a warrior class is we separate the children from their mothers and we put them under all this stress and trauma and we basically take the humanity out of them. And then you had uh, other empires who were just well, why even do that? Why don't we just sacrifice children for their souls because they are closer to the source? They have power. I know what does my wife call endochroman or something like uh, that. Adrenochrome. Thank you. Which is, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's true. But that this is going on. This, I mean, if you read like Chris Hayes' book, The Twilight of the Elites you find out it's really not about a religion or a race. Is When people get in power, they get addicted to the power. I mean, if you read 1984 yeah. when O'Brien tells Winston, he says, look, power isn't the means, power is the end. It's like a drug. Uh, Carl Jung, when he met uh, the guy who created the CIA, Dulles, Alan Dulles, he, act- he worked with them in intelligence. And Carl Jung said it was one of the most soulless beings he'd ever met. And he said, the opposite of good is not evil. The opposite of evil is power. It's a drug to these people. They want control and they want to suck everything they can into them, whether they're Jewish or Muslim Sheik or a Protestant or a catholic bishop. Yeah. I think that's the game we're playing today.
2: No, and a great example is uh, you know Jeff Bezos, uh Bill Gates. I mean, they have more money than they will ever be able to spend in a thousand lifetimes. But they cr- they crave more power. They crave more just the destruction and pain and suffering of others. And it just drives me nuts, dude. So I want to get into, uh, uh, you know, we talked about the dark side of uh, Gnosticism. Um, Where do we find Gnosticism in modern-day pop culture or modern-day culture?
0: Well, modern-day culture, again, uh, I I just watched a series on FX uh, called uh, Legion. It's about the the X-Men and one of uh, Mm -hmm. Professor X's son. Uh, That's an incredible Gnostic treatise uh, about insanity, because as Jung said, the Gnostics were about, they were history's first deaf psychologists, and they were were obsessed with the mind, and their whole idea was that God went crazy and became us. So that's another good show. There's a show that came out called Devs, about free will and fate and AI. Uh, That's another good example. I mentioned uh, Westworld season one, extremely Gnostic. Uh, any of the writings of Philip K. Dix and many of the movies that are based on him, like Blade Runner, Minority Reports, uh, and others, uh, Total Recall about fake realities and which one is real, we just don't know in the end, uh, that that those have heavy Gnostic themes. So... Uh, And then, of course, a lot of video games have him, and I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, so uh, those are really the big hitters. I mean, I I forgot who mentioned Johnny was talking about the late 90s for some reason. There was a, I don't know if it's a millennial intensity, but there was a lot of Gnostic movies because even with The Matrix, you had The Truman Show, you had Dark City, you had Existence. What makes Uh, them Gnostics,
2: uh, those? What I'm makes sorry? them? What makes it Gnostics? Those movies, those TV shows that you—that's you a good
0: question. Bad. Yeah, I mean, all of these movies that I've mentioned, or Westworld, it always starts with uh, there's a figure who's in a false reality, like Truman oh, in the Truman, Oh, yeah, or yeah, 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 and he's going. Something's there's. It's like the idea in Buddhism of suffering, which is more like discomfort. You know what Morpheus says? It's like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. You know there's something with the wrong. And there's usually what they call a Gnostic revealer, which is, uh, again, Jesus would be in the text. He's somebody that comes from outer space and sort of taps you on the shoulder. He's like, dude, uh, something's Morpheus. And sort of awake in the Truman show would be the character Sylvia. She keeps coming on the set. Uh, And and, uh, this figure basically has to wake up to the false reality around him the false reality, the, the joke that he is, that he's living a false life, and then find the means to escape this world. So those are always some of the Gnostic, lost, uh, you might say, lost is elevator. And lost? you find that in literature, too. I mean, Moby Dick uh, is a very Gnostic tale, uh, the writings of William Blake. I mean, throughout history, there have been many who have been influenced by Gnostic I
3: thought. think like Lost, The Leftovers, the things that those guys made have also been more contemporary examples of uh, Yeah. Exactly, entertainment exactly. influenced by narcissism so,
2: so narcissism goes back a long way right very long way um did they they believed in assimilation right but did they use that word because that word tends to be associated with computers and computers are only been around for a couple decades or the in the ways we understand computers and there's a possibility that you know Back in the day, in these ancient civilizations and this ancient knowledge, they may have had computers back then. But were they is is the is, is when they say that word is is it what we think it is the the you know today modern version of that?
0: Well, they would call it a uh, fabrication, a false reality, uh, the highest plane of of hell or some who are more positive, the lowest dimension that they have. I mean, in Mm -hmm. one text there's 365 dimensions Mm -hmm. and we are at the bottom ruled by the God of the old Testament. And at the top, there's this being called a that kind of controls all the dimensions. So, I mean, as scholar, Eric Davis said, yeah, there is a a sci-fi sensibility to the Gnostic. And it's also very Lovecraftian. I mean, these, uh, archons are sort of these bestial omnipotent beings that sort of rule the stars they rule our fate and they rule our mind and they're sort of uh, feeding upon us upon our our divinity just just like in the matrix the matrix feeds upon our the electricity in our in our brain
3: but it really does what you've described there really does sound like someone of that time trying to describe an actual simulation. It's like you put someone from the, that time and put them in a modern-day server room without any of the lights on, yeah. and they just have a flashlight, you know, and they yeah. can illuminate certain segments of what they're looking at at a time. And then they, they're trying but, to I describe mean, it from that. Were
0: a lot smarter than we thought. I mean, even yeah. something like Augustine and Greek philosophers they believed in evolution. They just didn't have the data or the language to really, yeah. but they knew, they saw that the world was evolving and the Gnostics saw that the world was a simulation. So yeah, the ancients are a lot smarter. They might easily have had contact with uh, beings in the stars. I wouldn't be surprised.
2: It's almost like they're trying to play Pictionary. Well, they're like they're <laughs> yeah. trying to describe. Oh, uh-huh. uh, I'd say uh, they're trying to describe a computer, but they don't know how to yeah. describe the computer. No frame of reference for. Yeah, it. it's,
1: yeah, it's a false
2: reality. Okay,
1: I'll take it. That's the best I can get at this point. Well, that's what I think they uh, they didn't know how what, what airplanes were. So that to them, that's where dragons were. When when they talk about dragons, I think it's just a spaceship. Well, alien. you see that I'm I'm in. I'm, some I'm people all in. fire. It's in the air. They don't know. They Don't know what a plane is, they're like, dude, that's a fucking uh, I'm lizard. down with that. Some idea. people
3: use that as uh, sort of a defense of revel- revelations as a sort of a coherent text. They say that what you have there is someone trying to describe a future mm-hmm. that that is you know just unknown to them, you know, they, just all these times. Because imagine if you know. Right, coming from that time where you have no frame of reference for any any sort of modern well, like, building. said before
2: technology. when Columbus shows up with boats, exactly. they yeah. didn't know
3: what see yeah. yeah. him.
2: Those yeah. were they probably had little canoes. Yeah, and they're like, "What is fucking the Titanic just showed yeah.
3: up?" Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Johnny's brought this brought this up, or like when the aircraft drop in like food and shit to like random ass people Cargo island, cults. Yeah. Cargo yeah. cults. They think that's God, and they start praying to them because they got delivered
3: food. Imagine there's
2: someone out there like. Worshipping Spirit Airlines,
3: <laughs> and you know I've said this one before. Too, pay but for your luggage, pay way too much. <laughs> pay way too much for luggage. I, I, I've said this one a few times too, but it's like <laughs> that's so funny. It's like if you if you could there's this. I don't. I, I wish I could credit somebody with it, but I first heard it from Ricky Gervais. There there's this idea that if you could teach a lion or a tiger to speak English, you still wouldn't understand it. Because all of its frames of reference are just completely foreign,
2: okay, you know, to, to you, you. you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So,
3: and I think that's kind of similar uh, to what we're talking about here. You know, someone from that time—it's just so different.
2: Yeah, for sure. I've
3: also heard that used to defend the Old Testament. By the way, is that it was? We a don't sa- understand. It, well, it, no, no, saying. no. It was a savage book for like a more savage time. Now I don't know if I buy that. Probably not. I'd love to hear what Miguel thinks about that, but uh, I, I've heard it used that way.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I think you you have a point, a lot of it is just mythology, but a lot of it is pretty sick. I mean, there are yeah. parts in the Old Testament where they do sacrifice humans. And, uh, yeah, well, but, you know, I mean, I'm thinking about, and,
3: like, even a hundred years ago, think about how much different those people were to us. And if you extrapolate that out over, you know, yeah, for thousands sure. of years. I mean, just the way men and women are, are interact yeah i mean, I mean slavery was a common at back then, dude, you know? the back dude when
2: we watched my set it's like that was a different
3: time yeah totally and think of, if you extrapolate that over thousands of years Yo, dude. yeah dude
1: dude right now it's a whole different time well you gotta wear a mask right yeah. now you could tell shit's different it's evolving yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: it's an i don't know if it's like, evolving i think evolving. it's
1: crashing and burning <laughs> it's devolving
0: devolving yeah, devolving, oh, but yeah. yeah. It's
1: moving
2: So,
0: um... for example, uh, when you talk about morality, people ask, well, why was always the death sentence for stealing or committing adultery? And and, uh, people are like, well, they couldn't build jails in the desert. So that was (laughs) the only option they have As, (laughs) as we advance and we can create prisons and discover therapy for inmates and yeah the death penalty oh that's so
2: interesting dude you were jaywalking your sentence at death. you're like what yeah you get your feet I, cut yeah off dude so it, the, the, guy, the guy was blinking and you cross it's still blinking nope you're dead that sucks and then a week later we're like hey we made prisons they, we don't have to kill these people <laughs> i love talking about this right <laughs> I, I could talk about this all day yeah, me too um so there's some Gnostic practices out there, and it's like so interesting because you know magic in particular, sex magic. Like one of my favorite Red Hot Chili Pepper song was back today was Blood Sugar Magic. She has it, sex, ma-. and like I didn't understand what they were saying there, and it's a lot more creepy now. But then I just thought that that meant she was great in the sack, and she could just you know she could she rocked now i realize they're probably talking about some occult some gnostic stuff what's your thoughts on that miguel
0: yeah i mean this is obviously coming from alistair crowley and his gnostic mass which he got from reading some uh, documents about the church fathers talking about the gnostic practices crowley himself was also a priest of this uh uh modern french gnostic church but uh The reality, especially when you talk to scholars, that there were Gnostics in Egypt that were practicing sex magic or sex rituals for their shamanistic practices. But the thing about Gnosticism is that because it's an ancient Egyptian uh, religiosity, it's very personal and the individual is very important. So So in Gnosticism it's what works for you to get that experience of traveling through the world and seeing to the astral plane and seeing through the falseness. So the Egyptians, Gnostics, would practice this uh, orgiastic sex magic, but the Gnostics that would move to Rome would sort of assimilate with the church and take the host. Uh, some would do meditation. Some would do contemplation. Some would use entheogens to get. So, I mean, again, throughout history, you see the the Sufis are very Gnostic uh, you might say Islamic Gnosticism. They're about the the twirling dervishes and all that. So, Gnosticism it's it's about what works for you, and everything is on the table as long as it works for you, and you get that gnosis.
2: Okay, so this goes back to my theory that Alistair Crowley is a Carlos Mencia, uh, and he's jacking like other people's swag and presenting it as his <laughs> own. And, and which is thy will be done right it sounds like to me you're like you're explaining it one way and the way alistair Crowley presented it all these scumbags took in be like i can fuck anything i want and fuck you i do what i want to do it's so
3: controversial to me because uh, well i mean not just to me but i i don't i'd love to hear what miguel thinks about him as as a i mean his his original teachings i mean do you think there's some inherent evil there or Or has it been perverted again uh, and weaponized? Uh,
0: I mean, Crowley never spoke to me, but I do see an individual who, most of his life, when he wasn't screwing people over and Mm -hmm. being selfish, the other ninety percent, he really was trying to expand his consciousness. He was trying to create a system for others. I mean, he would spend—if you read his biographies—he would spend most of his time meditating, doing sex magic, uh, doing yoga. That just jerking off. Everything. I'm sorry?
2: Is that jerking off? No, Is that, that just spending his time doing sex magic? Just beating off? To yeah, him? yeah,
0: he was doing anything he could try because he really wanted to leave a system behind and make contact with the spirit world. So, but uh, he again, it doesn't, uh probably never spoke to me that
3: much. He had like a room for sex magic. That's and, and the and last that time I call it
1: pals. jacking off. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Sex yeah. magic?
2: Sam, your mom's knocking <laughs> the door. Sam, what are you doing? Mom, go away! I'm doing sex magic! <laughs> I don't know what you're doing with your kids today. (laughs) Stop it. Just stop it. Um, uh, So magic is very interesting, dude, because once again, we see magic has kind of been bastardized, and it's like, you know, what's his name? Chris Angel in in leather, buttless chaps, making, like...
3: Mind freak. Yeah, mind freak. I'm, I'm
2: a mind freak, but... To me, magic, like real magic, is isn't like you know fireballs, but and, and there are some people supposedly can make turn make paper turn into flames. But my it's about controlling the simulation. Agnostics, they do magic.
0: Yes, that would be one. They definitely practice magic, theurgy in the old times. They would do these uh spells, healing spells. They would try to control. These angels or archons to get their power so they could go higher up into the astral plane. But I mean, it, I mean, what's the old saying? Uh, we practice religion. They practice magic. I mean, magic is in the Catholic mass. It's like an alchemical ritual. Uh, as somebody said uh magic is spirituality for the individual religion is magic for the masses so i I would say magic is anything that like you said expands your consciousness and gets you away from the simulation
3: do you think do you think placebo effect is a form of sort of uh witless magic like you're you're sort of unaware but you're you're doing a, a kind of a magic spell there
0: yeah i mean i think the placebo effect is uh valid i mean like the hermetics and the Gnostics said and then later with the renaissance magicians uh the mind has almost a limitless uh power source uh, what did they say uh, we are in the universe but the universe is within us and you mm. see how powerful the mind not just with uh, all the experiments with with telepathy and uh, remote viewing that are pretty much you can read all the studies and we know the CIA and the Russians used it against each other for years. But you see like uh, there's studies where you have people with split personalities and one personality is allergic to peanuts. It's amazing. But then that person changes and no allergies, no, nothing happens.
2: So That's crazy. The right? the
3: and it's yeah. so yeah. much more interesting. It, it kind of scares me a little bit though, Sam, because if, if it, can have that kind of effect think about what you could be doing yourself and i'm realizing you know with like negative self-talk you know, no you for talk sure down.
2: but that's that's what we're talking about that has been what these archons in my opinion have been doing us forever mm. they fe- do you believe they uh, they feed off our negative energy
0: I think they use energy to keep us ignorant, but I think you hit it on the head. The Archons, whether it's in government or the spiritual, have been taught us for centuries that we are just basically monkeys, we have no power, we need to be ruled, and we should ignore the power of our mind and the powers of our heart. I think that's what's been going on for thousands of years. All of us have so much potential, we don't even
1: realize
2: Yes, man, yes, yes
1: that's yes. why they love telling us that we live in the middle of nowhere in a place where it doesn't matter you're just a speck of you're just a speck of dust they don't they don't they don't want you to think you're anything yeah. The, yeah, that's why they say that. That's why the, they tell you that you live in, you're nothing. You're nothing. Guys, this is
2: why, like, there's systematic racism and you're never going to get out of your thing because these people are holding you back. And, oh my God, you're a woman and you get paid 70 cents on the dollar. And, oh, 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 oh you're gay. They won't let you marry. <laughs> da, da, da. You're a white guy. You're a fucking racist piece of shit. Blah, blah, blah. Like, everybody's getting it right now
3: everybody's just and it's just like walking around life with your head down you know i mean there's this whole sky above you but you're just walking looking at your phone and you're like dude
2: you can save yourself man shape-shifting kung fu jesus do it dude
0: (laughs) or worse or the other one is they tell you well you're special but you got to project all your anger towards this group whether it's uh the government yeah. or the police and if you destroy this group you'll be free forever <laughs> which is a lie it's of course it's a lie
2: so man like this has been an awesome episode i could talk to you for freaking ever okay uh where do we start on this journey of like w- the book of e- econ is that what it's called e- enoch. enon yeah. enoch enoch the book of enoch Like, do we start reading that? Like, what do we, where do we start? Because I want to learn all about this, dude, because this to me can save everybody. This information can save everybody. Believe in yourself and how important you are that you are in fact a God. And when some people hear that, man, oh, that's Satanism. Dude, you guys don't understand, man. They did that on purpose, ma'am. They took all the best stuff of Hinduism and they combined it with their pagan bullshit, like Black Cube of Saturn shit, and they created sa- Satanism so that fucking theater dorks can try to bang chicks they meet at the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And that's, even, that's really what uh, it is.
3: That's even on its face. I mean, they say they called it Satanism to be inflammatory. Yeah. Mean, they admit that. That's right out front. Yeah.
2: yeah, flaming Tory. bunch of Like a bunch of...
3: <laughs> you
2: know, so it's like... I'm t- I'm telling you, man, if you start, not ego-wise, but don't have an ego about it. Just be like, you are special, man. Start learning about that. Hey, dude, I, I, XG says he can't meditate. That dude, if you start get a meditating app and did five minutes a day of just, you know, quietly, wherever bedroom you live in in your mom's house you just <laughs> fucking sit there and you just i mean even, I love even meditation
3: vibe. has been weaponized like like he's talking about you know the, the idea that there is any p- specific way to do meditation i mean i know people swear by tm but the idea that you need to pay somebody thousands of dollars to go right. to, to to a room and get somebody to give you a word which we've it's been proven those every, you know you know the reason you can't tell everybody your word is because everybody's got the same word there's only like <laughs> 10 of them on a list Uh, yeah, you don't need, you know, you don't need, you don't even need an app, man. Just, it takes five minutes on the internet and you can go, go within and kind of go deep. Yeah.
2: Just spend a moment. Just spend a moment. They say praying is talking to God. Meditation is listening to God. And I'm telling you, man, get away from all the chaos all these rich people having you like dude the way the way everybody's making everybody hate uh, the black community hate police officers yeah. and we see video 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 of people resisting do you think jay-z is gonna swing on cops no, nope no, 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 no. do you think lebron james is gonna fight cops too
3: much to lose yeah.
2: they'll just go quietly but yet they're telling you raise muck and do crazy you think seth rogan it's who's funding
3: Oh, riot guys, I'm gonna pay for you to get out of jail. It's elitism by definition. These are the rules for us and, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and our teachings. Pat you know, Oswald, do you think he's gonna the rest go of you guys.
2: fucking go and riot anywhere? He's gonna live in his fucking beta ass
3: fucking mansion behind a fucking gated community while he's telling you to go cause chaos. You set Miguel up there for a really a really good uh, with a really good question though, uh Sam. What Miguel, do you think uh, is the nice jumping off point for people to Johnny, let
2: me ask a question. I want. Yeah, well, credit. you did ask. Johnny, me. what's the uh, you already asked it, yeah. Miguel? What is the great jumping off point for where people want to go? And this is where you say, great question. Uh, <laughs> great
0: question. Oh, oh,
2: there, there we go. It was your question to begin, begin with, though. Remember, I you were know, asking about but I wanted going. to make sure that everybody knew <laughs> I asked
3: it. Sam's two. <laughs> That's two. That's two. two. This episode. Two in one
2: episode. I'm
3: winning. Nice, nice. Should I have a chart.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> nice it's a question. hard one because there's so many entry points to Gnosticism. Depends when you want to start. I mean, watch the Matrix trilogy, read Philip K. Diggs' Vallis trilogy, uh, the Nag Hammadi library. There's some good translations. But I would tell people, go to my website, thegodabovegod.com. I have a section, and introductory uh, articles and videos on Gnosticism, or just shoot me an email. I'll I'll, I'll talk to you and what might work because again, Gnosticism is very personal and what your entry point might be different. Like, just like, uh, it's such an individualistic movement or tradition.
2: I love it, dude. Give me one book I should read right now.
0: One book. you. Yeah. Should read. Just
2: give me a book to read.
0: Okay. I'm going to give you Philip K. Dick's Valis and the, what is Valis? Yes. How do you spell and that? Then, uh, V-A-L-I-S. You can get the audiobook on YouTube if you want to read it, if you just want a good uh, read. But also, what is considered the greatest American novel is Cormac McCarthy's Blood Meridian, one of the most violent and disturbing works I've ever read. There's no punctuation. There's no periods or commas. It's just one stream of consciousness. That is an extremely gnostic novel and really wonderful. Is of it?
2: Am I going to be uplifted at the end, or am I going to be like, God, I, I, I where I need a period? <laughs>
0: yeah, you're going to need a period because uh, that's the the whole point is that everything is hell. The, the little spark of infinity is greater than it, but to find it it's gonna be a bitch it's just i mean people are always like well you're so negative with this gnosticism and hell and archons and i said look the greatest news i ever heard in my life was one day i looked at myself in the mirror and i said miguel you are a drug addict you are a lie you've destroyed your life you've destroyed the lives of others but when i saw the problem Everything got better with that knowledge, and I actually was able to use my alcoholism to my advantage and start working my way up. So, in a way, it's almost like you have to admit how bad things are before you can make a difference. And most human beings, I think, are in a state of stupor.
2: And denial, and denial. denial. I because, was in
0: denial about my alcoholism for years.
2: Yeah, dude. I like, respect that. I'll make
0: the that. best of it and things will get better. And then, no. I had to try I needed a complete transformation of my heart and my mind to beat this.
2: Dude, I respect that, man. I respect that a lot, dude. And uh, you know, there's been a lot of demonization of uh AA lately, and, uh, you know, you're not supposed to talk about, but the 12-step programs, I think, if, uh, you know, what Miguel's talking about uh, is very important. And, uh, you know, and, and listen, man, it, it just... it, it the, Some of the most freeing shit I've ever done is admit where I'm wrong, admit my mistakes, and uh, owning them. And you can't move on from your life with resentments and denial. And uh, I, this has been a, a... Dude, I can... Listen, man, I... I gotta be honest with you, ma'am. When I first started this podcast, my, my, my opinion uh, of Jesus was one thing, but this Jesus, I'm all about that, dude. (laughs) I'm all about that. I mean, it's so much cooler, man. I want to teach this Jesus, Kung Fu (laughs) shape-shifting Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> fighting archons like dude everyone be like hell yeah
3: yeah where's our church for that you know dude that's a book i want to write makes
0: up with mary magdalene in the gospels too kisses are on the mouth he's joking he laughs with you know in the bible jesus never laughs in the gnostic gospels he's laughing he's playing jokes on the archons and his apostles and he's got like mary magdalene and salome with him he's yeah. just a he's a cool dude
2: yeah that's what i'm saying man like Let's get away from like everything so serious. Let's get back to shape-shifting <laughs> poonhound Jesus, man, who's getting
3: ass and kicking ass and wrecking shop and taking names. I mean, so right. There's, there's so much liturgy, just like esoteric shit that got packed on top of Christianity. And if you get back to it, I mean, see, think about any of these enlightened people you hear about, like Neem Karoli Baba, for instance. They're all at their core just sort of like laugh, they love to laugh. Dude, funny he, people, uh, yeah.
2: That guy's known as had, had a trucker's mouth. They
3: used to yeah, talk about. Yeah. So he used to call why everybody. Why would Jesus be any different? Yeah.
2: Sister fucker. That's why. Like, <laughs> who, who's the guy you call him?
3: Bali Baba. Name Karoli Baba. Yeah.
2: He used to call everybody a sister fucker, okay. and and the translator would feel so bad they would translate it different so people didn't know <laughs> he's saying that. That's hilarious. Because I used to feel really ba- bad about using d- dirty language, but what hey,
3: No, nah, it's the- all about intent. With language to me man don't you think I that's mean, everything because how could you i mean th- the the bible is in a different language how would they know what cur- you know fuck has didn't start in aramaic you know and get and get passed down the the years You we're not, what fuck is to us is completely different i
2: think pu- fuck should be taken off the swear list yeah it's just it's a, just a hard k and people get weird it's the same you know, reason people it. like the word cunt they it's just too hard of, of a k and gets people weirded out a lot of it Miguel's like, why am
3: I still here? <laughs> um, this was, you're so right, Sam. This is a great one. Though. This was awesome. Oh,
0: yeah, a lot
2: man. of
3: fun. Uh, dude, I can do this. Miguel, tell
2: us where they can find you real quick. Yeah,
0: Again. at uh, thegodabovegod.com. And there you'll find my podcast. Some of the guests we talked tonight, like Bart Ehrman and many of the... Oh, wow,
3: you talked to him, have,
0: huh? ...have been on there. I've had all priests, mystics, uh, best-selling... Authors. So he had I my mean, college professor. Who, yeah, I've had individuals who don't like Gnosticism like Jay Dyer and they've been very kind and courteous and very sober in giving me their arguments. So it's got my side has everything. Kabbalah, Sufism, Philip K. Dick, wherever you want to start. And again, just uh contact me if you need help.
2: All right, dude. Well, you know, uh it's so far I just did uh Alex Jones with Jay Dyer. It was a lot of fun, and I love.
0: Great on there. I I need to check you out, but I've seen Jay on Alex show.
2: He's really great uh, because he has that Miami Vice jacket on, that white (laughs) Miami Vice jacket. And like, no matter what you're talking about, it's the weirdest thing. You'll sit there and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, I love that you brought that up because it was brought up in this book," and he just happens to have the book that is about the about the topic you're talking about. You're like, you know, well, the 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 CIA used to taint. jello with acid so kids would trip balls oh yeah it's in this book called <laughs> acid and, and the cia and jello you're like where did you pull that book from but that's all he would do we did it today it was pretty cool all right miguel uh nothing but love man uh when we when you get another great topic let us know uh we'd love to have you back on i love this topic uh and you know what? i love jesus i love jesus
3: Amen, brother. All right, Amen, Miguel. Brother. You made me a Thank Jesus you.
2: freak, brother. XG, I love you. Johnny, great job today. I love you too. Johnny, I love you.
3: I love you, brother. Oh, there we go. Oh, I got from go.
2: Miguel, have a great day. We love you guys very much. Thank you guys so much.